Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. It's time for Zag Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? Zach and Jack, he's Rob Zachary. I'm Jack Ferris. Less than an hour in this episode, but boy, oh boy. Is it jam-packed? Uh, we have the Andy Patton on first. Rob couldn't get up at 7 a.m. He had to join us midway through the conversation. Uh, we play the over-under game with Andy Patton of score, Zag score. Uh, spoiler alert, he thinks the Zags will have under two and a half losses. Then we get into uh, some off-the-court stuff. Uh, Mark Fuse punishment. Uh, some stuff going down at Washington State. And Kremgate. If you don't know what happened uh, at Krem, the CBS affiliate in Spokane last weekend, give it a Google, but be careful. Don't do it at work because it's not necessarily safe for work. We are one week away from Halloween. It's crazy. I carved some pumpkins for the first time in maybe eight years last weekend. And growing up, I was never good at, you know, like art drawing and stuff. Um, terrible handwriting. To this day, I have terrible handwriting. In fact, I was the last kid in fourth grade to get my pen. Um, not that I hold on to that or anything. Uh, but yeah, no, I was never good at carving pumpkins. I, I never really enjoyed it. My sisters were always really good at it. So, you know, even, so by comparison there, I was even worse at it. I, um, I carved some pumpkins last weekend and I got to tell you, something switched in my pumpkin carving abilities in the last eight years in my dormant eight years because I was I was carving up a pumpkin my lines were straight perfect triangles for the eyes good looking mouth I didn't even do the maybe that's what it is I didn't I didn't uh sharpie it up beforehand I just kind of went for it you know what I mean which is dangerous but I'm a dangerous guy um so you know there's old man strength I think there's like old man craft skills that set in once you hit a certain age and I'm I'm peaking baby uh that's neither here nor there the reason I'm I'm on here before the actual podcast is to tell you guys about betonline.ag boy oh boy hoops is back on the NBA hardwood uh, it is going to be back very soon college basketball get excited head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V-50. It's changed. It's changed, everybody. Promo code is now BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V-50, 5-0. BLEAV50, receive your bonus. Basketball, football, baseball, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. 
from the corner. Andy Patton of Score Zags Score. Um, he has two pieces of Zag apparel on that I can see right now. <laughs> Seven in the morning. I see a Rui jersey, a Rui uh, Wizards jersey. How many jerseys do you own? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Well, I got a very famous Los Angeles Lakers Rob Sacre jersey. Okay. Um, Is it signed? <laughs> no, it's not signed. Oh. I was thinking about throwing it on, but uh, decided not to. I uh, didn't want to dig through the closet at 6.50 in the morning. Um, but I think I got seven or eight. I got Dan on the Hawks. I got a Stockton USA jersey. Kelly on the Celtics. Um I had a Zach Collins. I have a Zach Collins uh, Blazers one. I had one initially, and it got stolen from me. And then I got another one sent to me, which was nice. Now you're encroaching on thirty years old. Am I right? I am thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. How often do you wear these jerseys? Never. Oh, like literally, I, I wear I wear them twice a year. I wear the Celtics jersey on St. Patrick's Day, and then I wear the John Stockton jersey on the Fourth of July. That's about it. Um, I'm. So what are you going to do with these? I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like mm -hmm. shaming you because no, I'm, sure. I kind of, I have jerseys too that I'm mm -hmm. afraid to wear because mm -hmm. we're again on the wrong side of 30. Yep. What are you going to do with all of them? Yeah. I think I, I want to eventually like frame them or find mm -hmm. some way to hang them up. That's a, that's a long-term project. Um, that's certainly not going to happen in the small apartment, but um, cause yeah. Cause I would like usually put them on like, if people are like, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, Oh, you know, I don't have a Brandon Clark jersey. And they're like, are you ever going to wear these? And I said, no. That's not really why I want them, mm -hmm. um, but I like they're cool to have. Um, but yeah, it's like yeah, I don't really want to spend seventy five dollars on something that's just going to hang on my wall. But maybe when I'm uh, in a better spot where I can have more room to actually put them up, I'll do something with them. Now, are you the kind of guy that has um, all of your college shirts, intramural sports, et cetera, et cetera, in, uh, knitted into a quilt? No, I don't have a quilt. Um, I, I still wear some of them, uh, much to the chagrin of my wife. Because oh, dude, I, I'm the same way. I no, I wear <laughs> college shirts all the time. I'm, all, I've, I'm, you know, some months they may not mm -hmm. fit as well, but I'm mm -hmm. always like proud when I put it on and it fits okay. Feel <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and like for me, like I still wear, like my wife will get me new Gonzaga shirts because she's like, oh, you need to wear new ones because your other ones are worn out. And I get it. It's a nice sentiment. Like this is a new one that I'm wearing now, but I'm like, I'd rather wear the old ones. Like I like to wear the ones that say 2012 on them, even though they like are so faded that you're, they're basically see-through at this point. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm over it. I, I, you know, I graduated in 2010, like three, four mm -hmm. years ago, I was kind of embarrassed to say mm -hmm. when I graduated. Mm -hmm. Now I think we've, we've gone so far. Yep. Mm -hmm. that it's it's a point of pride at this point yeah. um every season I, I by the way i'm just riffing i have none of these questions prepared i'm just <laughs> now i'm interested every season because i do do you feel like you need to add at least one more piece of zag clothing to your to your arsenal I usually end up doing it. I don't know that I make a conscious decision to do that, but like, it's like, Oh, I should probably get a new hat or, Oh, I need a new long sleeve shirt. Or like last year was a sweatshirt. So again, I, I don't know that it's conscious, but it probably does tend to happen around now because it's like, Oh, the season's starting. I should get something new. Where do you get your stuff? Um, fanatics. A lot of the time. Yeah. I'm the same um, way. Yeah. I don't really go to stores ever. So <laughs> somewhere online and fanatics is usually the easiest. Well, the Gonzaga bookstore is, mm -hmm. is wonderful. It's fabulous. Yeah. The markup there is a joke. Yeah. It's brutal. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They're, they're definitely targeting the, the parents who 
are there for a weekend and have yep. to get something. And then they're like mm-hmm. between a rock and a hard place when they're there. Cause they're not going to not get something and grandparents too. Well, and, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's a really easy market. Like they probably make enough money just getting that group of people <laughs> like that because there's so many people there and they want to buy something so they can do that. That I'm, I want to have someone on from the bookstore. <laughs> um, so when you were there, how old is the current bookstore? It was like 2016, 2015? Uh, yeah, it was, I was after I left for yeah. sure. I've seen it, but it wasn't there when I was there. How often do you get back to Spokane? Not nearly enough. Uh, I, I have a trip tentatively planned in a, about a month or so, but it'll be my first time in a long time. Uh, why is it Why is it tentatively planned? What, uh, what? Because we're, we're moving. And so there's a lot of other stuff that's going on in our life that could impact whether I go or not. But some friends are going over there, so I'm hoping I can make it. I still have friends who live over there. It's just it's just far enough away that it's like, it can't be mm-hmm. a day trip. Like it's gotta be a oh, full no. weekend at least. And it's like, uh, it's just hard to find time. Obviously once the season starts, I'll definitely get out there for some games. There are people who bounce back and forth mm-hmm. East and West across yeah. the evergreen state. Like <laughs> it's nobody's business. Like you're just driving to the store. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of understand people going from Spokane to Seattle for a Seahawks game and driving back. I mean, I yeah. would never do it, but I kind of understand it. I do not comprehend people who come over for a Mariners game and turn yeah. around and go right back. It's one yeah. of 162. Yeah. <laughs> Stay a weekend or don't go. Like right. I can't. Go, for, go for three at least. Like Jesus. You know. <laughs> All right. Andy Patton is on. We are going to play uh over under. Rob is asleep. That's just <laughs> that's just letting the people behind the curtain. He suggested 715 too. Maybe he he might join us here. Uh, in the middle, but um, I prepared some some preseason over unders. Andy, uh, if you have any off the top of your head you want to rattle off, feel free. Let's start. Um, let's start individual. Let's go over under twenty one double doubles on the season for Drew Timmy. Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting one. I was looking at. Um, I think a lot of these are are pretty good lines um, with Drew. I think. The big question mark for me on that is whether he's going to be playing around the rim on defense because Chet, I think, is going to be the guy under the basket a lot of the time because of his shot blocking. So if Drew's playing a little bit more around the perimeter, I'm going to say under just because I think he's not quite going to get as many rebounds as he used to because he did not have Chet Holmgren on his team last year. But I think he's going to be close. I think he's going to get double-doubles a good chunk of the time, just not quite at that at that rate. Do you think Chet Holmgren's ready to come in and rebound at this level? I, yes, I think, I think Drew's going to be a better rebounder than Chet. He's more physical. He's more, his footwork's better. He's probably going to be better at boxing out. Uh, I mean, the thing about Chet, obviously that everybody's been talking about, he's 190 pounds and seven feet tall. Like he's going to, he's going to put on weight. I'm sure that that's in process of happening as we speak, but I do think Drew's going to be a better rebounder, but because of Chet shot blocking, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for him to to be the guy right underneath the basket, which when you're seven feet tall and playing against the six, eight dudes at UP, like you're going to get a lot of rebounds just by being the dude who's under the basket. Unnecessary shot at UP. That was very specific. I, I, I used to work there. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of the guys that uh, knock Chet for being skinny, but mm-hmm. rebounding is one thing where it helps yeah. to have a little bit of a base. So we'll see. Sure. Um, speaking of Chet, over under 16.5 points per game for the um, potential number one overall pick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say under on this one too. Uh, again, I think it's going to be pretty close, but I think Drew's going to get close to 20 tonight, like he's done, like he did last year. I don't think that that's going to change 
And I think, you know, you look at the rest of the, the guard rotation, I think Nemhard's going to be around 10 per game. Bolton's going to be around 10 to 12 per game because he's just such a scorer. Hunter Salas is going to be around that per game. And then, you know, I mean, 16 is, is a good, is a good line. I think he's going to be around that, but I just don't think, I mean, Jalen didn't average 16 per game and he was more of a scorer on a team with less talent around him. Not that the team last year was not talented, but this team I think has more individual scores on it. And Chet is more of a defensive presence than an offensive presence. So I don't think he's going to get up over 16 per game. I think we'll see if plenty of nights where he's up 20, 25 in, you know, in that range, but I don't think his overall average is going to be that high. It sounds like you don't think Chet's going to be the leading scorer. It sounds like, go ahead. I think it'll be Drew. I think, I think it's still going to be Drew. I think when, you know, in the half court sets, when they come down the floor, the plan is still going to be to get Drew Timmy the ball. And obviously Chet will be a huge part of that. And I think we're going to see a lot of zone defenses from opposing teams. And I think that that could, could create some opportunities for Chet to maybe shoot around the perimeter a little bit more, because that's going to be the best way to eliminate that zone defense and force them to go back to man. But I do think that in any man set, the ball's going to Drew basically every single time down the floor. Can you guarantee that Chet will be top two scoring on the team? It sounds like yes. you're not even sure about that. Yeah. Oh, you no, think he'll, he'll, he'll be second. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love the confidence. Um, <laughs> all right. Speaking of points over under 90 points per game for the Zags this year. Now that's, that's, that's a, that's a lofty number for any program in the country for the Zags. I feel it's kind of right on the money. They were what? 91.5 last year. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go over here mostly because I've been under the first two and I don't want to be incredibly negative the whole time. Um, but again, I think it's going to be really close. Again, you, you're right. They were over 90 last year. This team, you know, obviously you lose a guy like Jalen, you lose a shooter like Corey, you lose a guy like Joel. I mean, that's obviously a lot of points, but they got a lot of dudes who are still going to score. I do think that their perimeter game is a little bit is, is definitely weaker. Obviously, you lose a guy like Corey. Uh, but I do think they're still they're going to be out in transition so much and they're playing enough teams where they can really rack it up into the 100 105 110 range that I think they'll they'll finish the season right around 90 but I'll lean over um if you had to put a number on it what would it be 91 92 yeah I'd, I'd like 92 91 like something really similar to last year I think they'll be right around that range 91 and a half 92 okay over under eight and a half rotation players for the Zags. Now eight players playing for the Zags feels like a lot Mm -hmm. uh, under Mark few, but you, you look at this roster and uh, you know, you get your five in then a couple of shoe wins for six and seven. And then Mm -hmm. you're left with like three or four guys who can still really play. Yeah. Uh, I still, I'm still going to go under. And I think most people are like, you're going, uh, you're, so you're going eight or less. Eight. I'm going yeah. eight. I'm going yeah. eight. Okay. And, and part of it is because Dominic Harris is out. Uh, that could change when Dominic Harris is healthy, which is tentatively probably not going to be until, you know, the start of conference play. Uh, again, we don't know a ton about his injury, uh, so it's hard to know exactly. But while yeah, it's Dom- shocking, we don't know anything, huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. Um, so with him out, I mean, you look at, you know, you got Drew and Shed in the front court. You got Julian is the three in my mind. Then you got Nembhard, Salas, Hickman, and Bolton are all in the rotation there. Then you add Anton Watson, that's eight. Yeah, Ben Gregg should probably be somewhere in that mix. Uh, obviously, when Dom's back, he should be in that mix. You could argue for Caden Perry being in that mix. But I think Mark Few is going to be comfortable 
with that group of eight because Watson can play the three, four, five, uh, because the guard rotation is so expansive, because they could slide Julian Strother up to play some minutes at the four, which I think we're going to see a fair amount. I just think they have enough flexibility with those eight guys that that's who they're going to run with quite a bit. I don't know that I agree like I'm not going to be outraged if he's only playing eight guys but this is what Mark Few has done forever like he's I, yeah I don't no, no imagine right. he's going to change yeah. and be like well I want to play 10 this year because we're really I, I just I don't see him doing that and I think guys like Greg and Perry are going to play less than a lot of people would want them to play and I I understand that but when you have Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren on your team you got to give those guys a lot of minutes uh side note did you see Ben Gregg's Instagram got hacks <laughs> Yes, I did. You did that see that? Yes, I did. Yeah. By like a Russian, um, <laughs> well, it's definitely a Russian bot, but yes. it was like a Russian fitness model. That was the weirdest thing. And his dad commented and was like, wow, it looks like you're getting in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Um, back to your rotation. Uh, your starting five was interesting because there's a lot of um, uh, national writers who, who predicts Nolan Hickman and Bolton mm-hmm. starting mm-hmm. alongside the big three, of course. Yep. Yeah, I think Bolton for me, like Mark Few has really utilized these grad transfer guards in these like sixth, seventh roles lately. Obviously, you know, Admon Gilder began the year as a starter, ended up coming off the bench. Gino Crandall was always a guy coming off the bench. And, and I th- I mean, I know that like Byron Wesley and Jordan Matthews started, but they were they were role players for sure. Like they weren't big time, you know, they weren't expected to be huge contributors. And I, I just think Bolton's a guy who makes a lot of sense to me as this like huge energy guy off the bench. I think he's still going to play like 25 per night. Like I, I do think he's going to be a, a significant part of the team, but he just strikes me as a guy who, who makes a lot of sense to come off the bench, get out in transition, you know, get to the rim a lot, do that kind of thing. It wouldn't shock me if he starts. Like, I don't think it's, I, I, I don't feel like ironclad confident in my starting rotation. Anybody who does mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Mark no, no, of course, doesn't of course. feel confident right now. Of course. No, it's just, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, you take Nolan Hickman, Nolan Hickman off his mm-hmm. roster and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's overflowing with riches, right? Yeah. And then all summer long, you hear these whisperings that Nolan Hickman's a player and it's mm-hmm. going to be tough taking yeah. him off the court. And then this fall, you see rumblings of him starting. Yeah. So it's been a hell of a journey mm-hmm. um, um, for Nolan. It's, he's clearly had a, a hell of a summer. So no, but yeah, I mean, it's October. ESPN loves him, man. Like every time they release a 2022 mock draft, which are obviously silly to do at this point in the year, but people still click on them, including yours truly. They always have Hickman like in the, in the twenties, like in the first round. And I'm like, geez, like I have him, like, I like, maybe I'm wrong about him. I have obviously haven't seen him very much. I probably have the least exposure to him of anybody on this roster who's going to be in the rotation just because he was such a late addition, Mm -hmm. but he's, he's going to be really good. Obviously. I just, I don't know. I, I have a hard time imagining him start over Salas because I think Salas really fits like the two guard role alongside Andrew Nembhard. Like I think those guys are just going to play really well together based on their skill sets. But if Hickman's a really good shooter, that obviously changes the equation because that's something the Zags really lack in the, in the backcourt right now. So if he can really light it up, then he's going to earn more playing time. Uh, I too click on those 2022 projections, <laughs> which leads me to my next question over under this is, this is, this is up there. I know you probably <laughs> chuckled yourself this morning when you were looking at it over <laughs> under two and a half first round picks for the Zags. Yeah. I got to I got to go under on that. Of course, but, of course, but, yeah. but okay. All right. Let's, let's switch it up. Mm-hmm. If I had, if I had said two first round picks, are you closer to a potential push? Yeah, this- I, I am closer on that. I think, I mean, Chet's a lock right. as a first round pick. Uh, I, I, 
I, I see Drew Timmy as a second round pick. And I know the Luca Garza comparison is a little bit lazy, but like Garza did a lot to improve his draft stock and still went in the second round last year. Older, you know, older big men tend to be, it's very rare for them to be first round picks, but like Hunter Salas and Nolan Hickman are both guys who could easily pop off and be first round guys. Um, like depending on which one does it, obviously, like I said, ESPN has Hickman in there. Salas, sometimes I see him in those mock drafts. For me, I think he, I mean, he was a top 10 recruit in his class. He's a freak athlete. Uh, he has drawn comparisons to like Tyrese Halliburton. Like, I think he's a guy who could definitely pop and end up in the first round. It's it's between those guys. I don't, you know, nobody else is going to do it. Nembhard's not a first round guy in my mind. Uh, Bolton's probably not an NBA player. Most of the rest of the guys aren't there yet. So, but the Chet and Hunter both being first round picks wouldn't surprise me too much. I feel like, um, I feel like Nemhard could be a Halliburton kind of player, mm-hmm. but yeah, a, a, a poor man's Halliburton. No, yeah. no disrespect to, to my guy, Andrew. Um, yeah. Zags will have over under 1.5 individual position award winners this year. We were nominated. We were finalists for four last year, which is yep. absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I, th- I mean, Drew's a lock again there. Um, I was, I saw that Banchero got named as a power forward. I was kind of hoping Banchero well, and Timmy wouldn't be the same position. <laughs> Drew is one of like, what, six true power forwards yes. in, in college basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And he's got the name. Name is Name recognition is so big in the sport. Oh, it's, it's huge. the biggest. It's huge. Yeah. And if he puts up anything close to what he did last year, it's a pretty much a lock for him, I think. But uh, the big question is Timmy, I ass- or excuse me, is Chet. I assume he's going to be on the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar list for center. Uh, I think that comes out today. If he's not on the preseason list, he'll be on midseason lists almost certainly. Um, it's between those two guys. I think there's a pretty good chance they both win it uh, with no disrespect to the guards who, you know, Nemhard's great. Uh, I, I don't think any anybody else is going to win an award. So I think they're probably capped at two most likely but i think there's a pretty good chance they both win it so i'll say over we'll, we'll be positive for this there one. it <laughs> is all right this last one um over under 2.5 losses for the zags i'm gonna say under on this one too um i think uh yeah, obviously they have a tough schedule i think the the duke game coming on the heels of the first couple games in Las Vegas against UCLA, Central Michigan. That Duke game is going to be really tough. Uh, This Texas game early in the season with a bunch of freshmen is going to be tough. I think Texas has a really deep team. They're returning a lot of guys, a lot of veteran dudes. So I think there's a chance that they could really bully Gonzaga's guards a little bit. But I don't think Gonzaga loses both those games. And I don't think they lose any other games. So I'm going to say I'm going to say under. Look at this tag team operation we got going on here. Uh, Andy Patton, I promised I'd have you off in 30 minutes and just in time to say hello is one Robert Sacre. Uh, Rob. What's happening? True What's or up, false? Rob? Great, great to have you on the show, Andy. I appreciate you. Yeah, of course. You're going to appreciate him a little more. He has how many Zag NBA jerseys? Uh, I'm going to say eight, something like that. I'm trying to look, I can't see them in the closet. I don't know why I keep looking over there. (laughs) Something like that. He was close to popping on the Lakers number zero. Were you going to go no undershirt with it? Oh yeah. Well, of course, obviously. (laughs) That would have been hot. There you go. You were number zero. You were number zero for the Lakers, I was 50. I was trying to go. God damn it. I was just letting you roll, Jack. I didn't want to interrupt, man. <laughs> That's perfect. I didn't want to interrupt you, brother. You were rolling. <laughs> uh, Andy Patton, score, Zach, score. Andy, thank you so much for your time, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank thanks, you, guys. Andy. 
Have a good one. Uh, look at that. I don't even have to edit anything. Rob Sacre, happy. What is it? Friday. Oh, it's Friday. It is. It, it, it feels like Friday right now for me. It's just, I'm just, you know, when you're trying to just play catch up. Uh, dude, my whole life is playing catch up. My whole life oh. is, my whole life is apologizing for being behind and trying to like overcompensate and, and, curry, <laughs> and curry favor with the powers that be to try to get back in their good graces. I was fine. I was, no, I wasn't fine from the get go. I missed, I was, I've been going back to the gym. Didn't do that today. Are you lifting or just running? Just lifting. No, I don't. I haven't ran since basketball. Good. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then I let my mom's dog out and this little bastard just started running around and went up into the woods. And I'm like, what kind of dog does Leslie have? Like some lab pit bull mix, and it's just a rescue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I ended up having to go. That's when I sent. Yeah. It, it was, and it was a late night last night at Nashville North. I can tell. I didn't want to put you on blast, but no, boy, oh but boy, it, it's it's those, those the eyes. Struggle are, is real, Jack. The struggle is real. Nashville North with Kevin James. Bingo. Dude, DJ. Your, Kev. your eyes are not open. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Um, did you wear some boots last night? Oh, 100 percent Good. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Who's, who's your favorite country artist right now? I like Kane Brown. Okay. All right. Were you into yeah. Cowboy Troy in the 90s? Remember him? Uh, well, I'm trying to remember what song he had. I couldn't even tell you the song. I just knew it was a it was a black... Wasn't he with Big and Rich? He he def, he definitely collabed with Big and Rich, yeah. My thing, if you want to talk about the one of the best black singers in country music is Darius Rucker. Oh yeah, no for sure, absolutely. Or Hootie. Well, Hootie, he's Hootie to me. I know, I, isn't it? Just the Hootie thing is it? Um, wow. he was definitely making better music with Hootie, but even or when he was Hootie, I should say the when he was with the Blowfish, um. But that music, I would consider country. All Hootie that and the Blowfish is yeah. not country. No, see, I would. I would consider it pop country. That's good. I, all right. If you would. If oh, I'm con- sure. No, 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 no. I'm sure that I'm in the minority. I'm not saying that. No, I, I see. If I'm going to consider that country, I'm considering that grunge country. Like Seattle country? No. Grunge but country. like. Like that was during the grunge era. And like that was the closest thing to upbeat country music in that era i guess if that makes sense yeah so okay so it was like a precursor to today's pop country okay thank you there you go um okay so back to nashville nights and if you're unfamiliar with nashville nights don't worry about it that means you're a normal person uh are you though it's in what is it post falls uh, state line. It's a state line. Right by the Kentucky bar. Right by the old Kentucky bar. Wink, wink. Um, and every Thursday night? Or there was every- a concert last night. Oh, okay, okay. So Ke- so Kevin James is like the celebrity DJ who goes out there for, for big nights, correct? Right, I believe so. Okay. Is he like a showman out there when he's, when he's on the ones and twos? Um... Or- does he just press play and no 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 he don't ask for a request 
Don't ask me. He's, I, I can't imagine being a DJ because everyone's coming up to you all the time saying, hey, can you play this song? Can you play that song? Mm-hmm. And I, but so he kind of just, but he's a phenomenal, phenomenal DJ. He knows, he like knows how to get the vibe. He picks up vibes in the crowd and what, how to pick it up or like slow it down. And he's, he's got it going on. <laughs> uh, what do you have going on today? I'm worried for you. Like you, I, I don't have, have I don't have to do anything really dangerous today. Okay, good, work. good, good. Thank good. God. Okay. Thank you need, God. You need some coffee. You need. Oh some- man, I haven't had my coffee yet today. Oh, I appreciate you coming straight to the uh, to the podcast. Are you going to? You're a healthy eater, though. You're like, yeah, you're somewhat. Care- it all depends if I have the kids, you know, if the kids, then if not, then no. I was going to say, what you need right now is some pancakes, like a calico kitchen kind of situation, and then and then a quick little nappy poo. And by quick, I mean like don't get out of bed until 1 p.m. And then you know what? It's piss poor rain. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, isn't it? I gotta are- be, I'm going to be done by three today. I'll be done by three. So I'll done, be done working early. by three? Yeah. Okay, so then it's fire up the fireplace and one hundred percent. I might not leave the couch. Good for you. Good for but you, dude. We're going back to this Nashville North deal. Yeah, there you go, please. Because I know that it put me in the state I'm in right now. I've never been. I've never been. Nashville North or no. Big Out, Big Owls. Oh, I've been to Big Owls. I've never been to a Nashville North. I dude, the last time I was at Big Owls was a, a decade plus ago. Well, this is where I'm going to come to. I met the owner last night. Great dude. Unbelievable. So thank you. But what I was about to say is there's no mechanical bowl. Oh, yeah. There's no basketball hoop. There's no. I honestly thought Big Owls had shut down. So Nashville Knights is at Big Owls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. it. That's where it is. It's the same location, everything. It's the same building, all that. Okay. But I would just have to say, like, we need a mechanical bull. Damn right. America deserves a mechanical bull. Mechanical bull. And when you see a woman on a mechanical bull, that, that shit's sexy. Yeah. It's like a country music music video. Right? I'm just, I'm just saying. That, that that goes a long way. Why did they, was it like an insurance thing? I hurt? think it's an insurance. I think you can, no matter, you always have to sign a waiver before you get on it. But yeah, I think there's, there has to be loopholes of like, you know, people, people are too soon happy in this country, I guess. I don't know. Do the, does the Jane Kevin show, do they still do the, um, the night cruise deal on Coeur d'Alene? We can blame COVID, but I think uh, they're coming back. I think they're coming back. Okay. They're going to try. Okay. But, um, but I think, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, great, man. Um, great to see you, man. I you love too. you, bro. I appreciate you, too. you. You too. What do you got going on this weekend? Slim's birthday. Oh, that's right. Okay. You- so is it a surprise birthday? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But 
Anna, I got a little text from Anna like a while ago, which made me think it might have been a surprise. Yeah, she, she also wanted to host it at my house. I remember that. What happened to that? I don't know. I didn't get I didn't get the the cancel or anything. Yeah, because so I'm, you I'm in panic mode to start cleaning my house in a minute. Yeah, because you guys were connected. This was like a year ago when she was planning his 40th birthday. Hey, to right. hate Slim. And I agreed. And you agreed, and then she you never heard back from her, and she she got some downtown thing. Maybe she thought you were too far north. I guess. I just was like, oh, okay. Just, just let a brother know. That's all. Let me know. Damn, I was ready we... to go detail the go into the corners of my house and clean the corners. I wonder if I have her email. I can invite her on the Zoom right now. Oh. Uh, email. No, Slim she's not going to. Is going to be forty. Yeah, that's not shocking. Um, uh, with respect to my guy, I thought he was like forty two, forty three. Really? Well, he acts like he's twenty five. But all forever, the- I always thought I always thought Slim was like in his twenties. All three of those always. guys do. All three of those radio guys do, except for Jay. I guess Jay's an adult. Jay's the adult. Yeah, I, he has to be. <laughs> you know, it's probably best for Jay that he's. It's best for Jay that he's surrounded by those two because he's forced to be an adult. I bet if Jay was sitting next to like a more he'd ride motorcycles yeah he and and he would be he would not be more reckless but he has to be the adult in those two correct um we're talking about the jay and kevin show we're talking about the jay and kevin show let's talk about mark field oh boy the blow to start ignition thing you hear about that no he has to all right, so $1,000 fine, 24 hours community service, slap on the wrist um, for pleading guilty to driving under the influence this week. Um, but what I think is ne- he lost his license until early November. I don't think that's – I mean, that, I think that's fine. What I think is a little much is he's got one of those no breathe in to start your car things no. for, for a year. Yeah, that's 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 a little over the top for Idaho, too. I remember when I was up there, we did a story on a guy who had seven DUIs in Idaho. Seven. (laughs) Seven. If he gets one more, that's what I don't understand. Like, that's a little too much to have one of the. And I heard those things are extra sensitive. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What if you got like, like no, 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 no. Like, like you can't just brush your teeth. Yeah, you like yeah, you can't do the whole mouthwash or like, or like you had a good night the night before and you know getting your yeah. car. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure. I want to see. I wonder. I've never seen. I, it. I want to try one seen, out. You had to blow in it every like 15 minutes. No, I thought it was just yeah, to start your car to keep the car running. You have to <laughs> blow in it. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> this isn't the Flintstones. What are you talking like, about? You know, like when you're, it'll like alert you. I believe that, like, it'll alert you that oh, you need like it, the car is going to shut down. It, you live, let's do another. Like, I guess some people have some real, real problems Dude, and are no drinking while way. they're driving. No way, that I, does not sound safe. So you're supposed to like you could be on 
90 and have to have to blow it'll like shut your car down no that's bs you're look wrong. it up there's no I way you not. maybe if you're like at a stop sign i i ought dude there's no way that's not i safe. swear to god i swear that would cause more accidents than driving under the influence but you just your thing your car just shutting down and no you got people panicking if your car runs you shouldn't you shouldn't be why would it shut down then that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. We're we're arguing the same point here. I think. No, we are arguing. If you've got your car started, yes, you're good. You're to fine. Go. But here's the thing: there's the guy with the seven DUIs who starts who it is, and and then starts his drinking on the road. No, right. no, I understand. There's a there's a. It's not a catch-all. There's a there's yeah, a slight no. flaw. So so they've decided. All right, to keep the car running, you have to blow into this thing again. I um, I mean, knock on wood, I've been fortunate enough to never have or be involved in a DUI. Like I've never like you, you know, and me both. Um, so I don't know. I just thought, I thought those deals kick in when you've had two, two or three or, or three. four. Like a I, no, prior, a, that seems a little extreme. I'm not gonna lie. That seems a little too harsh for Idaho okay. too. Like maybe Washington, I could see that happening, but Idaho. Come on. Yeah, Idaho is like now working there so much. Idaho, there shouldn't even like there should be there shouldn't be cars on the road. Certain cars are are like oh still allowed on the road that people drive in Idaho that you're like, mm, that thing might not be safe for anybody. What do you mean like it. like John Deere? Like situations? just like the raggedy tag, like old two-seater pickup that is like barely making it 30 miles per hour people are like oh this is fine this that's my rig that's my rig that's a word that is unique to uh the northwest i don't even think seattle i think uh inland northwest inland northwest rig you can drive <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be a truck you could drive like like a big sedan and people right. refer to it as your rig. Is that your rig out yeah. there? Yeah, like, that's your rig. Oh, nice rig. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, how do you yeah, feel? It, yeah. How do you feel about your boy uh, Eddie O. Coach O. getting cancered? Cancered. Getting 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 fired. Eddie O. Uh, Coach O. LSU. Oh. Well, they suck this year. They do suck. Spin zone. Could he end up in Pullman, Washington to coach the Cougs next year? That's to me, that's wild. Yeah. The Coug deal. Uh, we want to get, I, we know we never get into politics. No, never. But with the mandate deal, my, my only thing is this guy told you before the season that he was not going to get vaccinated. So, why didn't you fire him before the season? Well, a lot of moving parts. And I think, yeah, I think there's fault on all sides um, from, from the governor to Rolovich himself and everybody in between. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, like, why did you let this, he went to the athletic department and said, I am not going to get vaccinated. Right. So, 
Why did you still let him coach seven games halfway through the season? Because they probably wanted to give them a runway to change his mind. Um, I think, and I don't want to, I'm going to, I mean, I, think I know, I think it's I clear know. that 75% of our listeners don't exactly see eye to eye with me on this, but <laughs> I will say I'm more down the road than I think people give me credit for on this topic. I think there's faults on both sides. 100%. Starting with Inslee, so, he's a madman. So I, I, I won't um, completely throw shade at Rolo and call him an idiot and a selfish you-know-what, but I'm not going to say all the fault lays with Pat Chun or the governor or the state of Washington. Um, I think the state of Washington is doing what they think is best. I mean, that's not going to align with everyone. Sure, I get that. Rolo is doing what he thinks is best for him. Okay, fine. Uh, there had to be some kind of middle ground here, and it wasn't found, and that's a shame. Right. I think everyone, everyone agree this whole situation is a shame. Not a sham, a shame. Mm. Mm. I just, it's just, I just felt, no, I didn't feel any type of way. I just was like, this is a unique situation because – he could have, they, they, I don't know what the school was thinking, like letting him coach. And now the chemistry's all messed up. And I don't know. I wasn't a fan of how that was handled. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Well, this story is far from over. Um, there's some litigation going on. It's going to, it's going to be in the news. Oh, for quite really? Some time. Oh yeah. Rolo suing, suing the university. Um, wrongful termination. Elsewhere though, before I let you go, Rob, uh, did you check out the porn on Creme this past weekend? I'm sorry, what? Did you not see this? Um, no. What am I supposed to pull up? What? Oh what? God. What? Sunday happened night on Creme. Sunday night, six o'clock. Uh, during a weather segment, this poor weather girl was doing her deal. And in one of the monitors behind her was pornography for like that's, for 13 seconds. That is awesome. Yeah. Is it on YouTube? Um, I don't know if you can find it on YouTube. Fortunately for you, I have it on my phone. I have the clip on my phone. I will send it to you immediately. Uh, oh, please do. It, can you but, send uh, it? Oh yeah, please do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big deal. They're facing a, fine from the FCC of at least $325,000 because that was the president. I guess there was a station in Virginia about 10 years ago where a similar thing went down. No. How is this a similar thing? This is like, wait, was it like, like this is. Yeah. So you know how on TV sets you're talking and there's monitor. Well, there's the green screen. It wasn't the whole green screen. It was one of the oh, monitors. I was thinking oh, that the- would be hilarious. That would be, <laughs> that would be incredible. Uh, no, it was just, it was just one of the monitors, a couple monitors behind her and they just have graphics like a graphic or whatever. And this one was, was, um, uh, pornography for 13 Mm. seconds. So again, like I said, it was, there was a similar case about 10 years ago in Virginia and the FCC, uh, fined them $325,000. Got to imagine it's going to be more than that in 2021 just with inflation and they tried to make an example out of that station. Um, 
So yeah, I can't believe you haven't heard of this. Buddy, I've been in Sandpoint for the last week. I, I guess have, so. Uh, the world, yeah. I guess uh, so. News doesn't reach Sandpoint. No, it doesn't. But no, it does not. Not in North Idaho. But r- that is wild to me. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Who's watching in the station? They haven't officially, well. Okay, okay. Here's a question. Do you have like a login password? Jack, no, I think I think what it was was having spent some time in some of those rooms. You have eight different inputs and a number of people with access to those inputs and what goes on. And somebody was clearly doing something very inappropriate at work, and uh, an input mix-up happened or some kind of Wi-Fi. Google Chrome situation picked up the wrong uh, cell phone. One of those two things happened. Um, It's it's it wasn't. This isn't just like a a hacker or some kind of error. Oh, this is from in in house. A one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Nobody hacked into a Krem closed circuit monitor and put on porn. If they could do that, why not do that at seven a.m. Monday morning when right. 10 times the amount of people are watching. It's just there's uh, a monster lurking throughout those. You have a like a I don't I, I don't know anything. I'm just offering you my opinion. And my opinion is that there was a bad bad employee doing bad stuff and uh several things had to go wrong and they all went wrong for that to happen. You have a Harvey Weinstein running around Krim. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Sorry. Anywho, congratulations to Courtney Vandersloot. Oh, WNBA champ, future Hall of Famer. I was just talking about her last night, man. Yeah. Okay. Does, here's a question: Does she go as pound for pound, pound for pound, Best the greatest zag. zag of all time? Uh, right now, I mean, Stockton doesn't have a ring, right? So. But dude, Stockton is. Yeah, but she's setting records for assists as well. He's a yes. I think a few more years she might be at Stockton levels in terms of um, assists. Pound steals. for pound, she's getting there. Pound for pound, John Stockton's a, a little guy, so he's all <laughs> pound for pound. He's also there. He's top three point guards of all time, right? She might be the best point guard of all time when it's all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. She we'll might see. go out best zag of all time. We shall see. Congratulations to the sky, baby. Go sky yeah, that's, go. That's cool. Congrats, Courtney. I think people don't realize how great she was at uh, I think she was to me the turning point for that whole program. Coach Craig's yeah. obviously, but I have to say that she was the turning point. She was the one. That really turned that program around. Well, Heather Bowman was WCC player of the year, I think her sophomore year. And then the yep. next year, Court was a sophomore and she won WCC player of the year. And then I got her junior year. And then she brought them to the Elite Eight, almost knocked off Stanford, um, which was like unheard of. Like before Courtney showed up, it was a big deal when Gonzaga women's hoops made the tournament. Right. You know what I mean? It, it was it wasn't a for sure thing. Uh, now they're perennial top four seed. 
you're right. And she kind of, she, she shifted that climate along with Kelly Graves. And she set records. Like she's unbelievable. She's led the WNBA for the last four years in assists. Yep. Bingo. It's incredible. It's really incredible. So congrats. And she's an awesome person. So right on, man. Congrats, Courtney. Congrats to Courtney. Thank you to Andy Patton this morning. Um, Robert Sacre, you got to get a nap in before you go to work. Actually, no, you can't. If you if you go lay down now, you're you're. Not- I'm done, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm, I need some coffee. I got a I I got a coffee mug from the Halloween store. Before says, before you get coffee, can you leave us with just a little bit of wisdom, please? You want some wisdom? I want some wisdom. I'll I want some you. wisdom in a bag. I I like your uh your beard setup. You like that? You're going a little different. Yeah, I change it up always, you know, Um, I'll leave you with this, man. Uh, For he who thinketh in his heart, so is he. That one was off the top of the head. You didn't even look that up. No, I did not. (laughs) From the corner, and it's over. Gonzaga, the flipper still fits. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.